One of the things I really want to point out before we go is the reason abortion came about. Women in this country lived forever with it being illegal, okay? You should know three things. Getting an abortion is not easy. Making that decision is not easy. It's not something people do lightly. It's not something that you can just do. It, it is a hard, awful decision that people make. And if you don't have the wherewithal to understand that, to start this conversation with, I know how hard this must be for you. If you're starting it, by telling me I'm going to burn in hell, then you're not looking out for me as a human being, whether I subscribe to your religion or not. I mean, one thing you cannot deny is that The View has been on television, rightfully so, for as long as it has, because, because they do bring like real truth yeah. and facts most of the time. Yeah, I mean, you what else is it what else needs to be said i agree with everything whoopi is saying and it's a point of view that needs to have a a platform like that's like yeah i I mean she told no lies and and left no no crumbs period so i mean so we're gonna we are gonna talk about that yes um but we have lots of more things to talk about uh real housewives is back baby i'm so excited so um my girls my peaches from atlanta are back i want to talk about this i want to talk about kim cattrall another comedian (laughs) has been uh tackled and attacked a um ray j is revealing his truth this week as well so i mean we got a lot to talk about yeah and of course met gala looks (laughs) Mm -mm, yeah yeah Yeah, so let's get into it come on let's start the show fizz a flat Cold pop. What? Ready? <laughs> Start Here the we show. Right, first off, hi everybody. You need to calm down. <laughs> you need to take it calm, down. I don't like need to do anything. Two notches, okay, I don't need mama? to do anything. And I told you, you know, I this that was there. Yeah, I, I had, you are. I had already ready let it be go. known, but it's Friday. Uh, hey everybody, um, I'm Marcus Drustio. I'm Trent Rashad, and you are listening to Cold Pop. So let me say this: if you are listening to this right now, we have. We we are recording this before going to see Multiverse of Madness, but yeah. by the time this airs, I will have seen Multiverse of Madness and I will, I will be speaking on it. Okay. I will be speaking on it at the next podcast. Okay, mom. So, and Mother's, wow, mom. Mother's Day was yesterday. Wow, mom. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and Mother's Day was yesterday as well. Yeah, Did very you, creative um, on. Uh, Multiverse of Madness to release on Mother's Day. I know, right? Mom. Very, very cute, crafty. Love it. Did you get your mom anything? Um, I did get my mom some stuff, yes. I made her a nice little uh, gift package. Nice. nice. My mom asked for um, some kind of a WeatherTech cup holder for her car, so that's what we very got cool. her. And a card. So, hey, there you go. Love it. Uh, how's, how's your week been? The week has been good. Um, as far as television is concerned... I've had 
the time of my life getting back into Real Housewives of Atlanta. The time of your life. Yes, I've really enjoyed it. It was um, good. It was good. I really enjoyed the first uh, episode. Uh, Real Housewives. I mean, no, Real World Homecoming, New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's you also are my new that. show that I'm loving. I did get to check out The Baby, which is on HBO Max. What is that? It is a very weird show. We are in the era of just like embrace the weird um, and the sci-fi. This is a show in which a woman gets tangled up with an actual baby. Um that is uh, not as it appears to be, you know. Eyes, uh, mm. what's, don't judge a book by its covers. The saying, yeah, this baby is doing a lot of things and has some magical powers, and so uh, you should check out the trailer at least. The baby I on HBO say, Max. I may watch the trailer, but you can. I'll probably pass on this. Okay, thank you. <laughs> what else? Uh, so my guilty pleasure is Temptation Island. I really don't you like to talk reality about it. Shows. I don't really like to tell people that I watch <laughs> Temptation Island, but you ain't gonna tip me. <laughs> um, craziness on Temptation Island. I don't know for anyone. If you do watch it, LaSalle's has really, I mean, I mouth is agape. I'm, I'm definitely mm-hmm. uh, shocked by how crazy sprung he is off this girl he's known for two weeks and then uh with that my other couple not not luke and uh, iris but the other couple the ones that are both sleeping with other people on the other side of the island they're in a couple but they've both been intimate with other people so what season of temptation island is this this is on you temptation island on usa this is season four it's only been four seasons. So Temptation Island used to be on another network. That's what it was. And then yes. USA yeah, yeah, created yeah. their own. Um, and so this is the fourth season of their version of Temptation Island, which I really do enjoy. Wasn't it on like TBS or TNT or I something like that? I think it was more like a Fox or something. It was more something yeah, like okay, that. Okay. Hmm, shout out. Yeah. What about uh, you? How's your week? My week has been okay. It's been very rainy in Chicago this past week. And so that was kind of just meh. Um, I finished Moon Knight on Disney Plus. I did as well. I thought that was I that is my spotlight show this week. And I watched the finale. I was uh I wasn't very pleased okay. with the finale. Well, I told you I felt like last episode could have been the finale and we could have just dropped it at that. But I, yeah. I mean, I didn't mind this either. Um, we'll definitely get we'll into it in your spotlight. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. what else? Um, and then one of the big things I wanted to talk about, I had a chance to finally see everything everywhere all at once. Okay. I told you we were going to talk about yep. it. Let's talk about it. So now that I've seen it and it's been out for a little bit, like yes. what were your thoughts? Um, it has not I been mean, out for years. <laughs> <laughs> I've, no, I'm joking. Uh I think I, I said I talked a little bit about it on this podcast, but I it didn't want you to spoil everything for I mean, me. But for now me, you it can. Just, it, we can. It wasn't necessarily my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, I could tell that a lot of effort had been put into this a movie, lot. and I mean that is something that I applaud and admire and say, you know, wow, you guys really, y'all really set out to tell a story, mm-hmm. um, a very complex story, and. You you made it as clear as you could, right. I guess, as right. clear as you could. I, I won't I won't say that it was um what I hmm, clear as mud uh, in my case. Yeah, and you know <laughs> I had a little a little trouble understanding 
all of the themes myself. I yeah. definitely probably going to have to go watch it again. But I thought it was a really good movie, though. I thought it was a very okay. solid movie. And I thought I, we've talked about this already. I thought Michelle Yeoh masterpiece like she to me and my does no wrong, no matter the role that she takes. I mean, this was an opportunity for her to showcase literally everything and yeah. anything that was in her toolbox. Yeah. Um, you know, her character goes through so many variations and dimensions that, you know, she's pulling on um, a lot of different talents mm -hmm. in order to kind of bring this across the screen uh, as yeah. she is different variations of herself. You know, each of those have their own personality characteristics and, and mannerisms and that they're traits, doing. And yeah. so, you know, for that to kind of come together in this one space simultaneously um, is a true testament to, you know, her her artistry as well as the directors and, you know, cast and crew that put it together. I agree. I agree. I um, The one thing I will say is that when we did go and see this movie, me and JLT, um, <laughs> we went after a brunch. And so we were already a little tipsy. Okay. <laughs> and That's so fair. I think I may need to uh, do a, another rewatch just to <laughs> get some of the things that maybe I've missed or didn't quite understand or get. So I will do that. But I enjoy the movie. Yeah, thought it was good. Uh, other than that, that's about it. Uh, again, I'll give my Multiverse of Madness thoughts in a later podcast to prevent spoilers, but we can move on. Y'all, y'all are really going up for this movie, and I really, I'm going with y'all to go see this film, and I really hope it's everything that y'all want it to be, and y'all think it's going to be. Because I can't the even way like that y'all have been, my excitement right now, like the it, way I'm that y'all so have excited. been talking about this film, I'm so excited. It's just like I feel okay, like uh, you know, I feel like Jesse from Saved by the Bell. I'm so excited. Yeah, this I'm is so yeah, y'all crazy. This is like giving me early Normani tees <laughs> after that Billboard Music Awards where all the girls was just uh, going why, crazy. Now, why do you got to break her into this? I'm just telling you, that's now, the why level you I'm getting do that? now. I'm just, I mean, I really hope this movie is that girl. I think it will be. I'm known, I think I've been trying to avoid spoilers literally all week. I think it will be. I'm so excited. That's the last time I'm going to say that. Okay, now, we can move on. Now, where are we going to go see it? This At, um, Block 37. Okay, so this is going to be a white theater. It, uh, sure. Is that considered a, a white theater? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a white theater. Oh, okay. Um, I guess so then, yeah. Yeah, I feel like, you know, depending on where you go catch a film, that could also enhance the experience. I mean, we've been all over this city. At, at, we, you oh, can yeah, we definitely have. To theaters, so, so that's we've why I was like, the, we the should gambit. go to 87th and watch this. <laughs> oh, no. No, thank you. Or Harper. Uh, I had actually looked at Harper, but they didn't have any. Because that would have been. So, but I want to be. Uh, I... Watch it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Watch it. Hold it. No, that's not what I'm about to say. Like that. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Shut up. No. <laughs> Let's move on. All right. Come on. All right. We're excited about the film. Yes. We're all, I'm excited too. I'm yeah, excited you don't too. seem like I it. am too. I think it's going to be. I, what I do know, this is not a. I hope this is not a spoiler. It, okay, wait, hold on, because I'll fight you too. I hope it's right not here a spoiler. Now, no, so this is definitely not a spoiler. So then, what are you about to say? I know that I'm going to see um, Elizabeth Olsen. Well, of course, in the she's film. on the poster. Yeah, so I'm like, this is you know, yeah. she's definitely going to. And I, I'm happy that there's someone I recognize already <laughs> going in. I'm like, okay. 
you watched WandaVision. Yeah, though, that's so what I'm saying. Be, I know. That's why so I know. So you know everything that you need to know going into this movie. Yeah. So that's the, you're caught up. So you're not coming in Well, like, I thought about if I should watch Doctor yeah. Strange or not before I went in. I, I mean, I rewatched it. I may take a look at WandaVision one last time before. Okay, we don't have that much time. We're going to. <laughs> but WandaVision is only six episodes and it's only 30 minutes long. 30-ish. No, you need to find something else to do with your time. I'll figure it out, but I, I'm all, I'm caught up. I'm ready to go. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Let's well, go. all right, moving on. It is time for our beloved segment of this podcast entitled Woo Child. Child. This is the part of the show where Marcus and I get to go a rapid-fire recap of the top pop culture moments of the week, things that made us say Woo, Woo. Child. Child. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to let you go first. So let's talk about what everybody has been talking about and what our um, initial clip was. The Supreme Court leak. Okay, yes. That was... So when I saw that, I was looking at the Met Gala and I was shaking my head at Mm -hmm. all of these looks. Okay. And I hear, I see this article by Politico pop up talking about, uh, oh, the Supreme Court... uh, chooses to over overturns Roe versus Wade. And then I'm like, wait, yeah. what? There's I didn't know I was like, I know they're deciding, but I thought it didn't come till June. And then I click and it's like a leak. And I'm like, oh, and so yeah. I literally read the entire article. I was that intrigued about what was happening. What about you? Yeah, I mean, so I was basically on uh social media and I'm doing my little scroll, 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 scroll. And then I'd see and I see a very similar headline. I think it was maybe on I can't remember. Somebody had like reposted it in their story. Oh, yeah. Um, And so I started to kind of go and look into it a little bit more uh, and then was like, wait, hold on. So how how did this happen? How did this happen? And is this a stunt? I think those are like my first reactions. So administration officials say that the Justice Department's view at this early stage is that the leak did not constitute a federal crime. I'm still just trying to figure out who, who in whose camp who who got their hands on this and gave it to I, I can, I'm, I'm just I think imagining the scenario. I don't think so. I think somebody knew what they were doing. Do you and feel knew like what was going to feel like that they may have drafted documents for either way? Not based off of what I've read. Like I said, if you read the article, they explain the process and say that, you know, it goes through a lot of different drafts. And if you took the if somebody took the time to draft this 80 something page document, it's real. (laughs) It's fact. I'm not saying I mean real, but there could be like, you know, multiple drafts out there. Well, I'm sure there are ones that may say, you know, this decision versus, you know, another decision or I'm, I'm just trying to play like. I'm trying to hold out some hope. And that's what everybody is talking about. Because this draft was released was um done back in February. It's May now. So there there probably there is more there is most likely already another draft. The concern is, is is it is it completely different from what we read, or is it still along the same lines, just maybe a little toned down or maybe escalated? It definitely a bit could more, be completely different. You know? I mean, now that I'm just trying to think once you kind of put together, you know all of the pieces um you, we just had a brand new addition um to you know i'm losing what's the name 
Who are you talking about? KBJ? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, but she won't take until after this June decision. Oh, so she actually she doesn't come in until mm, oh not wow until June. Yeah, Dang. yeah. So she doesn't come in until then. So yeah, she gets no say in this. Well, that's tough. I'm hoping that I'm holding out hope that this is just one of the this is one of the drafts, and that maybe someone did release this as a stunt um, to try to kind of help you know either move or sway sway a decision. How would this sway a, deci- a decision? Public, the 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 public outrage the public and back. the that's yeah. why I said somebody knew what they were doing. Yeah. They knew if this got leaked that people would be mad and go cra- and be like, yeah. So now yeah. they see what's what's happening and mm. what's you know what's going to continue happening because this is fairly recent. People are going to continue to speak about this, and yeah. there's going to be you know lots of that means um, there's already been lots of discourse. Yeah, and, and so maybe you know they'll kind of think twice before they render their final decision. There were a lot of polls that said too that a 70% of people were in favor of upholding Roe versus Wade and so like, yes. Yeah. Astounding. <laughs> so, I mean and yeah, this is definitely a woo chow for me. Same here. I think I will say once again, I think Whoopi said it best and yeah. I, I I I agree. I think the woman's a, a woman's decision about abortion should be left between her and her doctor exactly and nobody else so that's it okay what do you have well marcus i hate to report that um there's been another comedian attack on the stage all right this past week at the uh, hollywood bowl while performing the uh netflix as a joke comedy festival david chappelle was tackled by a audience member holding an actual weapon it was like a gun wasn't it so it was With so it was like a knife blade it? so yeah. it, it was a gun that but it had you know kind of the blade oh, so it was just out, it was like a, a knife a, a knife blade yeah got it um shaped like a gun yeah and so with this uh i think his name is isaiah lee 23 years old um what had tackled Dave Chappelle and which, you know, quickly thereafter was taken by security. Uh, I mean, mobbed. Yeah, basically. taken by security. And I I mean, I think that there were more people than just security out oh, there. Absolutely. It was like, just like. Well, you saw Jamie Foxx was, was on stage. It was Chris kind Rock of like the, um, I don't know if you ever saw the clip when Beyonce went, once that one uh, person from the crowd tried to run back after Beyonce and Jay-Z uh, had yeah. left the show. Yeah. And then the dancers just kind of all. I did It felt like that. a situation like that. that when you see the video. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this this whole thing is kind of taking so much taking twitter by storm number one and there's a lot of conversation going on about it people are definitely making comparisons to the will smith chris rock thing chris rock came out later and tried to do a little joke i'm like you need to keep your mouth yeah you might want to sit this one out chris because he's already (laughs) told you once now if you get popped again i can't i Uh, i can't say nothing to you but this is um a lot of people are, you know, making those connections and those comparisons and saying, like, now this is kind of getting out of control. Um, what are your thoughts on this and how kind of the, the the conversations afterwards? I mean, what are the conversations being had? So people are basically saying 
that um, you know comedians are not safe anymore. There needs to be more protection for comedians. Uh, comedian, oh Heather McDonald is kind of white womaning about how you know how this is like you know as comedians we're put under so much pressure and 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 incidents like this keep happening about comedians being attacked. I mean, I'm not going to negate how Heather McDonald feels, but like, girl, this has happened twice. Calm down. And ain't nobody came up and, and ran up on you. Yeah, I, I definitely, I don't know if I would even equate these two instances. I think, is it ironic maybe that these have happened so close to each other? But I don't know what this man, what his intention was I or think- how he even got to where he was on the stage. It seems like that is a security issue definitely a security issue i think it also might have been a security issue at the uh at the oscars as well well i again i don't equate those two instances as being similar so well i think you know i think it does bring a larger conversation of kind of being like i don't know if there was something that this person said that triggered dave Chappelle or anything like that or i don't know if there was actual a wait like a, you like mean a, the <laughs> you mean is this something that Dave Chappelle said yes, that triggered, that triggered this person? him? Exactly. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, just switch that. Yes. But then, um, once again, I'm also kind of asking myself: Is this a person with a mental health situation? Right. See, we don't know. Do, like, what, these are some yeah. of the things that you yeah. know probably should be there, but. Word security. How are we getting a blade into the... How, yeah, how did you get it? How does that happen? Into the Hollywood Bowl in the first place. How are you coming in there with a knife? And then secondly, how was he able to get to the front of the crowd? And then thirdly, to hop on the stage. Who, and there's supposed to be like security down in front of the stage? Yeah, I mean, all of that. For, uh, for an event like Netflix is a joke. If yeah, you have there's multiple people. Yeah, yeah, like, come on. But I think that they... <laughs> If anything, I think that this is hard to kind of raise the awareness of like right. we need to start treating comedians like how Just we treat other celebrities you and should stuff already, like that. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that they are starting to kind of really think about this because you know, this situation while, you know, the Oscar situation is something that kind of just happened. There were no weapons involved. This, right. This could this have been had a, the intent to harm. This could yeah. have been a crazy yeah. situation. This is a security. This is y'all's issue. Security, security. <laughs> um, Woo child. Uh, okay. The only other thing I wanted to talk about was Kim Cattrall is back in the news, but for good stuff this time. Okay. She is uh, picking up new shows, booked and busy, honey. Booked and busy. Okay, they're good. good but what took me by storm was, or what took my attention was just her comments on Sex in the City and the, the, I guess, spinoff. And just like that, are we calling it a spinoff? It's a spinoff, right? It's a, yeah. It's a spinoff. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And just like that. And so this is coming from Variety. And I'm just going to read this and then I want to get your comments on it. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. So I'm scrolling. So I'm picking it up in the middle here, but it says, at least that's one side of the story. Since the premiere of And Just Like That, Cottrell hasn't talked about Sex in the City in public, not even to respond to rumors that she could return as Samantha. To start, that's not happening. In a wide-ranging interview for Variety's Power of Women issue, the 65-year-old actor who says she hasn't watched And Just Like That shared her thoughts on why 
why exactly she walked away from one of TV's biggest phenomena. In quotes, she says, it's a great wisdom to know when enough is enough, Cottrell mm. says. I also didn't want to compromise what the show was to me. The way forward seemed clear. What are your thoughts? I mean, this is along the lines of everything that she's been saying before of like, you know, you have to know when to walk away. And this was a situation in where she felt like what she could do with that role and what she wanted to do with that role. She did. I mean, like, she, might, she made yeah, her mark. It's like, I'm, yeah. I'm done. And so, you know, maybe she saw the writing on the wall because there's definitely were problems with and just like that, you know. Um, but I, I mean, I totally I totally get it. I love the fact that, you know, she was like, look, I've gave you girls five seasons, two movies. Enough is enough. That this yeah. is, I'm I'm ready to put Samantha away and maybe be known for another iconic role. And, at, you know, and also with. After you get a certain age, there's just certain things that you don't have to put up with anymore or don't want to put up with anymore, you know, and she's there. It hasn't been any secret that her vibe with the rest of the girls has not always been super tight knit, super, you know, um, super close. And so, yeah, it's like, I don't have to be around that. Listen to this. Um, so they, it's the interview, but then they go on to ask her, were there ever discussions about you returning as Samantha on just, and just like that. And then Samantha, uh, Kim Cattrall says, I was never asked to be a part of the reboot. I made my feelings clear after the possible third movie. So I yeah. found out about it like everyone else did on social media. Then they say, how did you feel? I was like, Ooh, how's, and then she pauses. How's that going to work? And then she said, you said it, not me. And then they continue. I'm going to have to read the rest of this. This is, mm -hmm. this is good. This is good. Okay. I just, I wanted to say that because again, you move on, you grow, you evolve. And sometimes you have to put characters away and move on to something else. Yeah. So. I, I mean, I totally get it. And I feel like, you know, there shouldn't be any. It, it shouldn't be any shade wrapped in it or ill intent. It's just like, this is where I'm at right now. Um, yeah. And so I'm, I'm here for it. All right, let's move on. Okay. All right. So I wanted to talk about Ray J who what recently kind now? of, huh? What did he do now? Well, listen up because I mean, it's not what he did now. It's what he did then. Uh -oh, okay. Um, apparently, there's been a uh, interview with the Daily Mail uh, with Ray J, who kind of talks about the Kim Kardashian sex tape and how Kim and Chris were a part of the idea, the creation, and the release of the sex tape. Now, there had been, as we all know, the Kardashians have returned to their show, but it's now on Hulu. Right. And so one of the recent episodes showcased a scene and went in which Kanye had a laptop and a flash drive right. that supposedly contained the sex the tape. Original the copy. original copy of the sex tape. And, you know, he's presenting it to Kim and there's tears and, you know, all of this love and, you know, lovey-dovey, da-da-da-da-da. Mm -hmm. um, I guess Ray J caught sight of this and kind of learned about it and was not happy. Um, these are his words that he told uh, in an interview with Daily Mail. I never leaked anything. 
I have never leaked a sex tape in my life. It has never been a leak. It has always been a deal and a partnership between Kris Jenner and Kim and me. And we've always been partners since the beginning of this thing. Now, he goes on to say, I sat in the shadows for over 14 years, allowing the Kardashians to use my name, to abuse my name, and make billions of dollars over a decade and a half talking about a topic that I've never really spoken about. Now... As they as the interview goes on, they kind of you know pressed him on how you know how mm-hmm. the whole thing went down. Ray J did say that it, initially it was his idea. He said you know kind of going off when he saw what the Paris Hilton sex tape did, right. Right. he kind of was like he said it as a joke, and then kind of you know they laughed about it, and then there wasn't anything. But then later, Kim came back and was like, "Now these this is his story mm-hmm. that Kim came later and was like, I'm going to talk to my mom about it." I mean, is he, how do I want to say, is he saying anything we didn't already suspect? Um, I don't know. Well, for me, I didn't, I don't know if I thought that like they were, it was like an idea that was created and completely they decided to capitalize on. What I thought it was, was it actually was a leak mm -hmm. and that they were like, you know what? We're going to spend this and we're going to make money off of it. See, I didn't think it was a leak. I thought it was released on, it was leaked on purpose. Let me take that back. I thought it was leaked on purpose because it just came so close to uh, Paris Hilton's sex tape. And it's like, "Mm, okay, I think somebody's trying to make some money off of this and in that camp. Well, this is the, I mean, so go back to that time. So this was like 2000. Eight two 2009 i believe um somewhere around in that area there there was a lawsuit that kim and them took out mm-hmm. against vivid entertainment mm-hmm. so that also to me indicated that like y'all are, y'all clearly are not in on this um, uh do you now, think we'll ever know for or get this is the thing i feel like I, I personally feel like okay number one there's definitely going to be Somebody is clearly lying here. Oh, clearly. Right. Right. And so is it Ray J that is trying to get some shine and get back out there and get his name back out there in some type of way? Or is it, you know, Kim, who's Kim and Chris, who've actually built an empire off of this one partnership yeah. and deal as ray j calls it yeah i mean they've literally built an empire off of this one idea yeah which is crazy to think about i mean can you imagine like the like sitting down you and jlt and being like i think we're gonna do a sex tape and we're gonna release it <laughs> no <laughs> and or we're gonna fake release it and this is how you know this is this is how i'm going to promote myself i mean at one point you have to give them like all of the kudos in the world for running with this idea and just the 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 monster that this is now of a career for them but at the same time i also sit here and i think so ray j why didn't you do the same like were you capable of doing the same or no absolutely not because he looked like the, the person, bad guy. Mm-hmm. He looked like, how did this get out? This is, mm-hmm. you know, you did this on purpose. Like, 
Yeah. So was the insinuation like when Kanye gave Kim the laptop that and he talked he to got Ray, it J from Ray, got J. Ray J? Is that what's yep. being insinuated? Yeah. And that's why Ray J got it. Okay. So then at this point, if you're not telling the truth, why speak out to get drowned out by the millions and millions of fans that they already have, that the Kardashians already have? So, I mean, why why speak out if you're not telling the truth? If maybe you're maybe he's like I'm tired of them rolling over. You know, they recently yeah. just won the the de- uh, the suit with Black China. Oh, did um, they? Yeah, they won that. Oh wow! And so, I mean, at that point, you know, he pro- he might be fed up. Ooh, child. Ooh, child. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that's all I have. Okay, well, I, <laughs> let's I, take I, a I break like on that one. To go on that. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be right back, and we are going to um, have our episode spotlights this week. Yes. Um, what are you covering? I am covering Moon Knight. Big surprise on Disney Plus. And what are you covering? Well, in the theme of you know the Met Gala and Gilded and Glamour, I, it reminded me back of the Gilded Age. Mm. So we're going to be covering that today. A white woman drama. Big surprise. We'll talk about it. Y'all, we'll be back. Y'all ready to write that off? <laughs> Bye. All right, we are back, and it is time for our show spotlights of the week. This week, I'm covering HBO's The Gilded Age. This is on HBO Max. It's on HBO Max, but it's on HBO. Oh. Um, hmm. You can get it at HBO Max, but this is HBO's show with the uh, from the folks who brought you Downton Abbey. So Julian Fellows is an executive producer on this as well as mm-hmm. the creator. Um, and The Gilded Age, if you haven't caught it yet, it is basically a show that captures late 19th century New York City. Um, right at the beginning of the age of excess and, you know, all of this money in a world where it's kind of old money versus new money, we fall on a family, the Van Ryans, who've just welcomed their niece. Uh, her name is Marion Brooke, and we'll talk a little bit about her um, later, but it's kind of her and her now, one of her very close friends, Peggy, uh, Peggy Scott, mm-hmm. who, is a, who is a black woman, and they kind of become friends, and get, throughout the show, we see these kind of two worlds of, you know, New York in the late 1880s and uh, the rise of the black upper class mm-hmm. um, in New York. And so we kind of get these two varying stories uh, throughout kind of told with historical moments added in like actual moments from history. So I really love the show. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is the casting. The casting for this was top notch so you have uh to begin you have the van ryan sisters who are played by christine baranski and cynthia nixon of course um, I, I saw the trailer so, so I who saw the are girls, killing the it uh they are uh, they are a comedic duo if i've ever seen one and then louisa jacobson who i did not know um she plays their yeah, niece I'm uh not so familiar with her well, you are familiar with her mother. So this is the uh, child of Meryl Streep. This is her daughter. Oh. Um, so Meryl Streep and Don, Don Gummer's daughter um, is playing Louisa Jacobson. And, and kind of like her very first big, you know, her big, ver- you know, main television role. Mm-hmm. Um, Danae Benton plays Peggy Scott, who I'm actually starting to see all over now. Um, she has been killing it as 
I believe she plays Cinderella in Into the Woods right now on um, in New York. And she also is, um, she's got a couple of projects out. Danae Benton, um, she, she has a Tony Award nomination. She's been in Hamilton as well. So mostly a stage star, but she is starting to do some TV um, and film. So, oh, which is really cool. She's too. Yeah, she was in... Um, 30, excuse me. She was me. in the uh, Unreal on Lifetime as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So she's, she's had some really cool things, but she was... To me, my favorite character. She's um, she comes from a very privileged, you know, black family. Uh, very overbearing father. Audra McDonald plays her mother, who's also really good in this. I really like Audra McDonald. Yeah, she she kills it. Um, and so they they make a, a pretty tight knit family that has some some secrets that we kind of learn on a little bit later. But uh, overall, an amazing cast. I can't. I can't leave the cast without talking about Carrie Coon, okay. who plays Bertha Russell. Bertha Russell has kind of come in into this family, um, the Russell family, and they've moved on the same block as the Van Ryans. So as Christine Baranski's and Cynthia Nixon's characters, they moved right across from them in this amazing, amazing house, this like huge mansion. Mm -hmm. And so they represent new money in the show. And they are kind of shunned by all of the old money families and neighbors that's how it usually that, goes. that are there. So you have to prove yourself. Um, so it's a really good show. My thoughts going in was like, this is going to be an American Downton Abbey. Like that's what it seemed like. I was like, it was that, but it was then some because I was not expecting the story of the African American world as well. Mm -hmm. So you learn about kind of how, you know, there's certain things in there you you learn about. So um, Dorothy Scott, who's played by Benet. Danae Benton, she is a journalist. She's a writer. And she starts to work at the first African-American publication in New York City. Um, and, she's, and she covers some very historical moments throughout the show, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. One of, the, one of the, my favorite episodes was uh, kind of the emergence of tech, uh, technology and electricity. Thomas Edison visits New York to start lighting up one of the, the big buildings there and that they make it a, a whole event and she covers it um, in the news. But it's cool to see the show played with fictional characters, but told behind the backdrop of actual American history. Right. And that is, that is really cool. Uh, that's how a few shows are doing it these days. And I actually really like that. So yeah. How many episodes? Um, I think it's 10. I think it's a full 10 episodes. And what's the runtime? Um, they're an hour long, uh, okay, but so they're really, I mean, they're really, really good, um, really good shows. I think for me, the, a couple of the themes that I left with, definitely the struggles between old money and new money and kind of how, you know, respectability politics played back in that time. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems like no matter what color you are, what race you are, everyone wanted to seem, make everyone else seem less uh, or more inferior than they were. Um, and try to kind of keep, you know, everyone down. It's nine episodes, actually. Oh, okay. Um, the other things that kind of, you know, this this age of excess, but it was cool to see the black family and, you know, black characters told in such a different light. So, you know, usually during these kind of period pieces, you're seeing them as servants, as right. maids, the and hell. things like that. And that's <laughs> just not what this was. As I told you, Peggy was a journalist, and she came from a very well-to-do family, um, who, uh, you know, 
was upper class, was upper class. They had, they actually had a beautiful house and servants and things like that as well. But it was just nice to see that told differently. Um, I also enjoyed that the Gilded Age put a black woman in an executive producer role. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so Sally Richardson um, is one of the executive producers um, on this show. And so Sally Richardson uh, Whitfield. And so she's um, been actually a part of the creative team of this. And so I love that they included her to showcase that actual story. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, yeah, I saw the trailer of this. Uh, I don't know if you've sold it's this It's definitely to me. more than meets the eye. I feel like, yeah. I, you know, I think the hook was this is the American Downton Abbey. And I didn't see the, I didn't watch Downton Abbey. I didn't either. But I did have a affinity to this time period because I had done the musical Ragtime, mm-hmm. which is set right oh, okay. in New York during this time. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time like learning about that, that area and learning about that specific time period. And so I knew a lot of the names and things like that they would mention right. um, about it. So it, it, it attracted me for those reasons, but I definitely stayed for the story to kind of see this young black woman in America portrayed in a whole new different light and kind of, you know, setting up, setting aside the, the old tropes of, you know, made and not that there's anything wrong with that, but, after seeing it so many times, you do you get see fatigue of it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There's I'm, there's nothing wrong with being a maid or right. being in you know in the service industry, but it's it's more so you get you get tired of seeing that. And so I I really enjoyed being able to have a show shown in a brand new light. Yeah, I think I might put this one in the rainy day fund. Maybe you don't on have a rainy to watch day. it. You don't have to watch it. <laughs> you know, I'm always open to new TV shows, but this doesn't. It doesn't reach out and grab. No, no, no. And I'm not, and this is not for you, honey. I'm not trying to sell you on this show. Oh, okay. I'm telling for the girls, the cultured girls who really want to know about history <laughs> and want to and want to kind of learn a little bit more. Um, this would be the show for you. Well, cultured girls, here's one for you. Anything else about the Gilded Age? No, 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 no. That's <laughs> it. Catch it on HBO. Um now you have to catch it on HBO Max. It's not on anymore. When did they premiere? Uh, I don't know. It was, I don't know when they premiered. Oh, I had okay. watched it a while. I had been watching it like right up as the shows were going. Um, oh, it, the original air date was January 24th, oh, okay. 2022. So, this year. Okay. So yeah. Cool. All right. Um, all right, well, let's take another break and I'll be back with my spotlight show. Alrighty, and we're I mean, back. You know, like at this point, <laughs> at this point, right? You want to talk about me, white woman drama? We're going to see the multiverse of Matt, and girl, you going up for that? So that's exciting. So talk white to me about a, a white woman drama. Exciting white woman drama. Thank you so much. Anyway, love your what, contribution. What is, what is your we show? Love your week? contribution today. With what's, the your, what's your Age. show this week? <laughs> uh, so I am talking about Moon Knight, which of course I know that you've seen a few. I episodes have seen. Of. I've seen episodes of it enough to be able to talk about it and engage with Great. you to talk so about let's, the show. <laughs> then let's get into yes. it. Um, so first off, Moon Knight is on Disney Plus, and it is a six-episode series with. Each of the episodes being around 30 to 40 minutes tops per episode. Um, It is a standalone limited series as of right now, which means that Oscar Isaacs and uh, Kevin Feige and everybody over at Marvel has said that there will not be a season two 
But the way that this show left off, somebody's got some explaining to do mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, sp- this is a spoiler alert. We are going to talk about what happens in here. So if you haven't seen it, you can stop right now and then just come back to us after you watch it. If there's something you're going to watch. Yeah, you love to talk. You love to get into. Yeah, the, that's why the, we're here. What actually happens. That's why we're here. I try to do a summary. I'm not you trying like to, to get, sell the show you, to anybody. I'm, not, I'm just you just really like, like they're not to paying me for that. I want to talk about it. what I've seen. I want to get into it. Let's go. Absolutely. They're not paying us to you sell these to shows go, to them. Just, yeah. Okay. You'd be like, come go on. watch it on TV Guide and go do this and that. And yeah, I'm trying to get people. Let them know what's good to watch. Come listen to us after you've watched it so that we can get into it and see if you got the same thoughts that we have okay come on anyways all right so the series as a whole deals with a man and it deals with um dissociative identity disorder which basically means having multiple personalities but sometimes maybe not being aware of them diagnosed dsm-5 so diagnosis (laughs) what is that that's the uh a diagnosis that's um Book of diagnoses that have been used kind oh, of for okay. therapists and oh, okay. social workers Shout and things like that. <laughs> Shout out to you. Yeah. Um, but it's um, the, the guy who we assume when we start off this series, we think that uh, Stephen Grant is the main character, but it turns out he is not. Mark Spector is technically the main character mm-hmm. or the main personality. And so this series deals with. Uh, Mark Spector and the many person and the personalities that he has, but it also deals with Egyptian mythology as well, um, which I really love. You know, I love anything Egyptian. I love the Mummy. I love any of those um, documentaries about mm-hmm. old Egyptian stuff. Uh, what did you think of this series as a whole, or at least the episodes that you saw? I thought um, first things that I thought were. Uh, because it does have such a strong Egyptian, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of setting and kind of overture to it, I thought I would have seen a couple more brown people. Yeah, around yeah, that was that was like my very first like oh okay. so it was very authentic. I was like okay, it was very it it, it was like um, Layla. She's an Egyptian actress. Yeah, I mean I saw and I and, and I did see the, her and I was like okay. Yeah, but, but I thought that there the would have been a brown few more skin. I thought yeah. I would have saw a couple more um, lead characters brown. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and not just you know background. I, like, right, if that's, right, if right. This right. is where the setting was. That's kind of that was my initial thought. Um, I think that. Because going back to everything everywhere all at once, I think because I saw that this helped me frame this show a little bit better because of how quickly it switches uh, from time to time. And this and when I say switch, I, we could be switching characters. Oh, we could yeah. be switching. Yeah. We could be switching realms. Um, it yeah. does a lot. It, it, it moves very quickly. And I think that because I have been kind of I'm being trained to watch things like this a little bit more now um it's so shady no no i'm saying that like show uh movies like everything everywhere all at once trains you to watch stuff like this because you now now kind of it's easier for you to navigate it's easy for you to look for yeah got it um and see like oh okay this is different um i think the the last point i was going to say just as far as initial thoughts go i think oscar isaac definitely did well absolutely in the, in the portrayal of absolutely. these you know in multiple characters i'll just say that yeah uh i think that he did really well 
I, I definitely agree with that. And that gets us into our cast. We had Oscar Isaac, who was playing Mark Spector, but then he was also playing the character of Stephen Grant. And he was yeah. also, again, playing the character mm-hmm. of yet another uh, personality of his, Jake Lockley, that we find out, I guess, officially mm-hmm. in the season finale of the show. And then we have other characters like Arthur Harrow, who is played by Ethan Hawke, which, total transformation. I don't usually <laughs> think of Ethan Hawke as the villain in this sense. Isn't he usually, like, the protagonist? I'll have to be very honest with you. When I saw Ethan Hawke... Um, well, let me just first say this. I don't think of Ethan Hawke. I don't because I had, I really had not seen him in something in a while. Yeah, in a while. He's been gone for a little um, bit. And so Wince, Wince, uh, when I saw him, I was like, oh, Ethan. That's, yeah. that's who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, once he also had to play multiple you know, yeah. versions yeah. Of, of his character. And so I yes, thought he that did. he I thought he also did a uh, pretty commendable job ethan was married to uma thurman wasn't he oh i don't know that Weren't was that is that true and like had a child i could i think Jane, so can you check that for us if i remember if my rolodex my cabinet of useless uh, information serves me correctly i believe so okay he and uma thurman were married and had a child or two Okay. Is that correct? Oh, uh, hold on. Let's see. Oh, okay. We'll let them look up. Well, while you're looking that up, uh, so that is the main cast, and then yeah, it, it was yeah they they were together, and then in 2003, um, they they separated, they and then they had uh, they did have kids. Apparently, see? there was a situation where he may have been cheating with the child's nanny. Uh, was that what happened? That's what's that's what um okay. Honey Celebrity is saying. Okay. Who? Honey Celebrity. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> oh no, sorry. That's not nine.com. Okay. I don't know who they are either, but like, okay. What, what uh Shade Room <laughs> right. blog. I said, what are you what blog are you? Yeah, on? they had they had daughters. Okay. Two okay. Kids. I thought so. Um okay, okay, so we the cast is set. Oh no, a daughter and a son. Daughter Maya and a son live on. Honey Celebrity. Okay. Check them out. <laughs> Honey Celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. We got to stay focused here. So we've got the premise out of the way. It is dealing with a man who is not only dealing with um, the, the dissociative identity disorder, but he's also now being, I guess, quote unquote, possessed by an Egyptian god named Khonshu. Yes. And we learn a little bit about the Greek, the Greek mythology, the Egyptian mythology with all of the gods like Osiris and mm-hmm. um, Alexander the Great and stuff who wasn't a god but played a part in Egyptian Egyptian history and so the story arcs of this I wanted to get into uh the inner inner mental struggle we've seen a lot of this on tv lately of actors playing multiple characters that turn out to be kind of the same thing or the same person it kind of reminds you of Shutter Island with uh Leonardo DiCaprio um, Some of the staging and the scene and the dialogue was taken directly from Shutter Island. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was the other movie that had Bruce Willis in it. I forget the name of it, the where he also played uh, this guy who was considered crazy. I forgot the name of it though. Uh, did, have, have you? Did you ever see that movie, Jane? No, I, uh, no. <laughs> okay. Jane, can you look that up? Bruce Willis film with. Uh, Playing um, crazy. He was uh that's what, that's no, he was like a time traveler. And he like he was supposed to go back to a certain point in time, but then he went too far. And then the people there in that time era didn't believe him and thought he was crazy. And so he got like 
admitted to a mental hospital and then you start to figure out well wait is he crazy or is he really a time traveler i forget the name it was a very very old movie is it 12 monkeys maybe i don't know maybe 95 film no i think it might have been a little bit further back i don't know anyways uh one of the story arcs deals with the inner struggles of, of mental health. And then the other one is dealing with a battle with the Egyptian gods. And I, I thought it was very interesting how they kind of intertwine both of those into the and taken things straight from the comics, because this was very comic authentic. And so a lot of the things that happened oh, in the show happened in there. No, not Looper either. Looper was much more recent. Well, child, I don't listen. It's okay. I'll Jane, look it up later. And he I'll said it wasn't you know. that it. It wasn't so, that it either. Um, What's next, though? The other thing I wanted to talk about was what what this means. Um, of course, you've seen the season finale. What questions did you have after you watched that? Or did it answer anything for you? Or were you kind of like lost a little bit? I don't feel like I was lost. I feel like because I saw the penultimate as well mm-hmm. as um, the previously on Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> I knew everything I needed up. to freaking know. <laughs> you got caught um, up. So I wasn't really lost. I felt like, you know, th- I'm going to say this and, you know, take with it, take, take with it what you will. I feel like Marvel, Disney, that whole thing, even DC, we're really starting to get in this space of kind of trying to integrate real drama right. with sci-fi superhero stuff and i think that that's very interesting combination i am um it's hard for me to stay grounded in some of the strong dramatic work that is happening Mm -hmm. um when i have a talking hippopotamus uh, (laughs) with brace (laughs) down her back with micros (laughs) um that are that is you know also in, you know, in my so in my Ahmed, right ear, Ahmed so, had braids too. Yeah, um, and so it's just like I'm, I, I'm trying to, you know, make sense of that. But I think that Marvel and uh, all of the all the superhero movies, I think we're just getting a little bit too uh, deep into the drama, the real life of it all. I think it could definitely be done, but it takes a lot of planning out I, I that that was kind of one of my main critiques of this series did i think that this series was a good story yes but do i think the execution was all the way there not quite there are some things i think should have happened that did not happen um oscar isaac definitely anchored this show as he should as being the lead character Mm -hmm. i really really enjoyed episodes one two and three but when we started getting to four five and six i wanted to number one i think jake lockley should have been introduced earlier okay he 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 has been there the entire time and we get glimpses and see they should have absolutely introduced jake lockley earlier so that we could get his backstory Who's and why he came about right who in the post credit yeah. scene so that we can get his information because i really enjoyed the if all three of them had the opportunity to work together okay what i think this series is it's serving as an origin story for moon knight and so even if they don't do another season he will definitely or if he's not he should go on to appear in other marvel properties i think again 
they wanted to just give him an introduction into the MCU, set him up and let us know what his backstory is. But I don't feel like we got a clear understanding of his backstory. And so that has me a little frustrated. I think we have enough. I don't know if I agree with that. I feel like we do have a strong foundation of where he comes from. We have a, a strong foundation of where he comes from, but we don't have a strong foundation of how he is dealing with all of these personalities. Like they, they showed us how he dealt with it, but neither of them know how the Jake exists. Why? How is that? How is Jake able to take over the body at will and Mark and Steven don't know about it? Whereas to Steven started noticing things were up when Mark would take over the body and, you know, would wake up in the field in fields or wake up in a different country and stuff like that. So then why does that not happen with Jake? Listen, I feel like there there are definitely going to be things that need to be filled in and will be filled in as they in, start to introduce him into more and more Marvel projects. I, I was I just feel as though it does definitely give you a lot of backstory um, and has enough for us to kind of formulate an opinion about this character in the way that, you know, we know what's important to him and we know about a, a very traumatic event that happened in his life. Right. That has kind of shaped, you know, who he is and his relationship with his mother, which is also, I'm sure, going to kind of play out as it did in I mean, several ways yeah. throughout this throughout this series, but then throughout, you know, the his future interactions as well. Okay. Um the other issue that I had, not necessarily an issue, but just still open questions, was what happened to Layla? Like Okay. She was there in the last episode and got to be the Red Scarab, and then she just disappeared. Like, what happened yeah. to her? We didn't get a final. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? And then I, I just, I don't, I didn't really like. Cute, cute outfit, though. Very, very cute. Very beautiful outfit, very Red Scarab. Beautiful love gowns. The, uh, beautiful gowns. Yes, love the costume. I also didn't really care for the fact in the last episode where they did the whole kind of blackout thing again and we miss an entire scene of what happened and it's like well this is the season finale if wait wait any time blackout so when him and layla are fighting uh ethan hawk's character okay, yes and they're losing and then he blacks yep, out again yep. and then all of a sudden everybody's into, dead yeah. and Ethan uh, Hawke's character is knocked out. I did see that. And I'm it was like, like, I blacked out. I'm like, and damn. He literally is like, I blacked out. Yeah. I'm like, like, this is the time we wanted to see that. Like, why not show that to us? And then I thought it was going to be the post credit scene. And then it wasn't. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so y'all really just not going to show us this at all? Like, yeah. why? I thought personally there should have been a whole episode where we got to see what was really going on. You know, that would have been Jake's perfect introduction to me. Show the other side of what happened when he blacked out, what yeah. was really going on. And we just didn't get it. I thought that would have been a, a good, well-rounded foundation for them to sit on with this. Do I think this is a good series? Yes. He'll be back. Midnight Suns, I'm sure, is going to happen with Blade and the Dark Knight. And the, I mean, in the Black Knight and uh, Ghost Rider and stuff. I just, I wanted a little bit more. That's all. That's all I got to say. Okay. Well, with that, we will take a break and we'll be, we will be back with our signature segment, Fizz or Flat. We'll be right back. All right, everyone, we are back and it is time for Fizz or Flat. 
This is the part of the show where Marcus and I get to go over the top pop culture moments of the week. Give them a fizz if we're feeling them or a flat, flat if, if we're, we're not. not. Marcus, uh, we'll let you go first. So go on and pull up the document. We're going to go ahead and get into it. We've You should have a full understanding of the Gilded Age because the Met Gala had their annual event of the first Monday in May this past Monday. And the theme was Gilded Glamour. Yeah. And apparently nobody knew. <laughs> what did you think? Give me your thoughts on the Met Gala as a whole, and then we'll go through. I want you to give me your best and worst looks and stuff. I mean, as a whole, I feel like, you know, the big thing is we, you have an opportunity to go with the theme, not go with the theme. People don't really do themes anymore. But that's not fun. That's not why the Met Gala is here. Like, this is your chance to be over the top and be on theme and give us your best. Like, we're here to talk about the looks. We're not here to talk about how you're feeling. But let's, I mean, let's really put it into perspective here, okay? If someone is saying, you know, I'm going to the Met Gala, which is going to be highly publicized, highly, you know, these things are going to be, everywhere these photos are going to be everywhere the first question is what are you wearing yeah what am i wearing but then also like i want to i want to look i want to feel great about what i'm wearing and i want to feel comfortable in what i'm wearing or i want to be you know whatever you can still fill, do fill, all fill, up, fill in the blank i want but basically i want to like what i'm wearing and you know some of these people are not they're not getting custom stuff built they are having to get you know items from a, someone who's agreed to either design something for them or something that's coming off of like a runway. I'm not impressed. I don't like it. If you're going to the Met Gala, you already know it is a costume event. Show up and give us your best or just don't go. But whatever, I, whatever, because you clearly got an invite and I'm sitting here watching at home. So um, <laughs> let's go through these looks. Okay. Who do you think stood out to you the best? Who's my best like look? Yeah. Or oh, I mean it could and it could be more than one. Um, I really liked Blake Lively's look. Absolutely. She was that one of my was tops. the Did you see the transformation? The, the transformation from like kind Definitely. of like the bronze into the like the blue, yeah, the kind the, of um, Statue kind of Liberty of color. Like light blue, yeah. yeah. Um loved it. Yeah, it was uh, Atelier Versace. And I think if I had to go with another, like, loved, uh, it would be Chloe, Chloe Kardashian's dress. Chloe's was also really was cute, that beautiful. yellow number with um, the collar. I really did. I really loved her look. I thought she looked amazing. Yeah, I, I give her that. Those are, like, my two, like, standouts. I really liked Lizzo's. I thought Lizzo's Lizzo was a really did well good as well. Yeah, I liked her, on too. On theme. Um, Lizzo is, you know, she definitely was, uh, giving us a dress, but then I didn't know we also signed up for a flute concert as you know well. She's bringing the uh, flute because anywhere. she was definitely playing her flute, uh, for like, and did a number, like did a number on the red <laughs> carpet, um, with the flute. So I'm not, you know, girl, go ahead. Do your thing. Um, okay, who do you think impressed oh, you the oh, least? Oh, Cardi B was also really good. Oh, yeah, good. Cardi was cute, Cardi too. B was yes. also, uh, yes. she was also in Atelier Versace. Yes. But she looked amazing. I did like Cardi's as well, too. Yeah. All right, who do you think impressed you the least? Who was on your boot list? Uh, Everybody. 
else? I'm not going to say everybody. There were some looks that I didn't quite understand. Um, I thought... <laughs> I didn't really... I thought Emma Stone looked very... Looked like she had on a nightgown. Wasn't she? She was like coming out of like the roaring 20s. Wasn't that like a flapper gown, flapper dress? Is, is that a flapper dress? I don't know. Let me let me see what she... Or at least something close to it. Because I remember what she had It was on. like a white... It looked like a little white nightgown. Yeah, and it had the little feathers on the bottom. Yeah. I didn't like it either. I was not a fan. Um, So I thought that, you know, I, I felt she gave, she definitely... I wanted more from her. Uh, she looks like a I looks like a ice skating um, yeah. outfit. This is and this is Louis Vuitton. No, yeah, I didn't like it. I also didn't really like any of the Kardashians' outfits either. I love Chloe's outfit. Uh, I love Chloe Kardashian's. Dress. I didn't see hers. I saw everybody but her actually. No, that's why I, ju- I just said that she was one of my standouts. Chloe Kardashian or Chloe Bailey? No, Chloe Kardashian. Oh no, I was talking about Chloe Bailey. No, I said Chloe Kardashian was one of my standouts. Well, no, you just said Chloe. Um, and Chloe is Chloe, the only no, Chloe. No, 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 Chloe, Chloe Kardashian. Oh Karda- uh, no. Yeah, Chloe Kardashian's dress was. Oh, I didn't see her. That she killed it. I didn't see hers. She I looked did really like good. Chloe, Chloe's. Yeah, Chloe was like outfit. a bee. Yeah, the the, she big, like the a bright bee. yellow. I did like that. I thought that was so. Cool. I was like, oh okay, beehive. Um, I'll look up uh, Court Chloe Kardashian's. I didn't Chloe see her. Chloe Kardashian looked so good. What did you think about Kim uh, being able to wear Marilyn Monroe's dress on the stairs? I thought, why not? I I didn't think it was a big issue. Is it on with theme it. I said, though? Huh? Is um, it Gilded Age? Is it I don't Gilded know Glamour? I don't know if it's Gilded and Glamour, but it's I not. think you know you want to make a statement. You want to go out there and put on what you want to wear. And so, if I'm going to an event, I'm going to dress how I want to dress. If I if it you know if it hits the theme, great. If not, then you know so be it. Let's, but she, I mean. The conversation after the Met Gala is Kim Kardashian. That is that is the conversation that's been had around the world. How did she get that dress? Why they let her put it on? She can't even fit in it. She lost so much weight for it. Like, this has been the conversation. Let me tell you one thing. If I have a themed party and you show up not on theme... You will be asked to leave. Marcus, but you and your themes, you don't... You, you will be asked to leave. Your interpretations period. of themes also period. be a little if off I to me. I say... No shade. Okay, so we'll get there. Because you know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to come around back to that. Because, <laughs> baby, at least I don't show up to events in the same outfit as other people. And I do. And I do. And that so, happened at my very own Met Gala this past week. Multiple times. Um, yeah, it's happened. I did a costume party and that happened to me. I yeah. was in the same outfit. And then this past weekend, I was at an event. So that I thought I was like really killing it. <laughs> so and someone had on much. my almost exact same outfit. <laughs> not too but much. I'm not. I mean, that's regardless of it. But I'm just saying your interpretations of themes. Sometimes I don't be. But I'm feeling. talking about like I, and I'm, I'm saying. So, for instance, if we were to have like a if I were to have like a birthday dinner and I ask everybody to wear a certain color and you show up not in that color, you are going to be asked to leave. Wow. Yeah. Number okay. one, it's not your birthday. It's not your party. Like you're showing up to somebody else's event that they at, they wanted you to be a part of. The least you can do is dress the way that they asked you to. But let's say you don't have that in your closet. You then, want them to go out and buy something to 
be at your party. So you're going to say that you've not, you've never bought anything to go to a party before. Oh, I definitely have. So I'm just yes. saying, but that might so not be everybody's yes. situation. So then yes. Um, that could, that, that so might not yes. be everyone's situation. Let's say that I do, you've invited me to your party. If you, Money is tight. I've not gotten paid yet. I'm going to, I'm going to be expected to do dinner, drinks, whatever. If you need a scholarship, please reach out and we can work something you, out. You will provide. Okay. If, if you don't have, the, if you, you, if you for some unfortunate reason, don't have the funds to go out and buy I'll an outfit, but you can go to these bars on Friday, Saturday night and buy a new outfit every day. I just, I think it's, I think that's definitely reasonable. It's definitely reasonable. I'm not saying like if you have it, yes, like go ahead and make it happen. I mean, it, what I do think, you mean if you have it? If like, you have it in your you closet, can buy go ahead anything and, in a color. It doesn't I mean, have to be expensive. We're not saying it has to be expensive. I'm just saying the idea of like some of these, like some of these celebrities who, I mean, and they do have money, but right. does that mean that I want to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on making a custom garment for myself so but that I can not. just, so that I could just be, that, so I could show up? They're not though. A lot of these girls are just wearing what the, they're, they're being invited by designers and right. just wearing their gowns. They're not paying for anything. Right. And so they have to go off of what the designers have. But if ready they're or willing available. to make something for you, why not be on theme? Like Kim could have something made for her. Why not be on theme? If Blake Lively can show up, if Rihanna can show up, if Zendaya can show up, if Sarah Jessica Parker can show up and look fabulous and on theme every year i don't know about fabulous every year i use that loosely. but okay um because sarah gave me some side i did not like sarah's outfit this go around did you see hers i did i did did you like it <laughs> but i'm just saying like why not have fun with it and be on theme you know come on it's the met gala if i were invited to the met and it's I double down on this, especially for the men, because the men are the worst at this. Mm-hmm. Where did you see Sebastian Stan's look? I love no. him to death, but hot pink. Jumpsuit. Oh, yeah, I did see that. The hot pink, hot pink look. little j- jumpsuit or whatever. Like I'm waiting for some men to really go all out for Met Gala instead of just showing up in these basic tuxes yeah. and whatever else. And I just haven't. I mean, Jared Leto is kind of the only one. Chadwick Boseman did as well. Um, maybe he he the um the Catholic theme one. He was in a really good theme. Okay. Lil Nas um, X had a really good outfit. Yeah, last Lil Nas year. X as well. But I mean, besides yeah, I mean, them, you know, hey, what I'm I like, come on, you know, if, if that's you know something that's important for you, then yeah, go all out for it. If it's not, if it's like, hey, I'm just gonna go to this party. Put me, give me something to put on. I'm gonna go. So then, why not just go to the after party then? Don't go to the like main thing then. I want to be photographed. Of I want to look cute. Of course. <laughs> And I want to feel good about what I'm in, too. <laughs> you you keep saying that as though you can't feel good in something that is on theme. <laughs> Do you feel as though, I mean, I see, I feel like people are, I feel like there are certain designers that will say, yes, I have this ready to go for you. That's right. a part of this theme. But right. I'm sure these designers who everyone, uh, there were a lot of people wearing Atelier Versace. Yeah. They're not going to make custom looks for every single not for person. Everybody. Like no. that's just not going to happen. Let's just be real about it. It's I just agree. not going to happen. And so, yeah, if you do have something available and you, and I've been, you know, you've been nice enough to invite me, I'm going to put on whatever the fuck you tell me to put on. 
I I would try my I I get it. I get it. No, no, I get, you know I what, do, Donatella? I get it. No, thank you. This is not on theme, and <laughs> I so get it. I don't want to actually no. I get I it. Resent, I resent my uh acceptance. I, I definitely get it. If you've been invited by a designer and they want you to wear this and it's not on theme, I get it. Your your hands are tied. But I just I don't know. I would just I mean, go some out of these my girls, way. Yeah, some of these like big girls like that they are, can afford to do that or that or like or have the credibility. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure that there are designers who are like, I want to design for Rihanna. She's probably yeah. like they're beating down her or door. Nas X but or some, Zendaya and Blake Lively. But I don't feel like that there are girls that are, you know, beating down the door to let in, um, you know, Shalom Harlow or who but, is this? Uh I don't even know who this is. But do you Daisy think Daisy Edgar Jones? Like, but somebody like Emma Stone. Now, come on. There should be somebody that's doing that. Now, but Emma's if not, a big name, but and if, you showing up in that. But hey, they was like, look, this is the dress that we. This is what we thinking for you, girl. Met Gala gets a flat for me. Oh wow. Oh wow. I give it a fizz. I thought that I thought that there were a lot of people that looked good. I really like Blake Lively's outfit, and I really love. You have to go look at Chloe, pull up Chloe Kardashian's dress. Because for me, she Blake looked, Lively was best dressed of the night. Yeah, I, I gave it to Blake Lively for best dressed. Um, uh, worst dress for me was Emma Stone, and then I will say Chloe came. Chloe Kardashian came in a uh, close second for me because I love that gold just shingle like it. It moves so crazy, like on seeing it on the red carpet too. It was just like wild how it moves. So she looked really good. So she looked, I mean, it's so funny because Cardi B is in the background of Chloe's photo and it almost seems like they have on the same oh, dress. Oh, yeah, and I, I keep forgetting about Cardi B's dress. It almost seems she like they have on the really same dress. She looked really good. Um, let the, me ask you this. No, go ahead. I'm looking at Chloe's beautiful, but just not on theme. It's gold. Chloe's another it's one that could, to, that could afford to be on theme. Like, you, who are you talking about, Chloe Kardashian or Chloe? Chloe Kardashian. Oh, I thought it was gold. I thought it looked good. But it's not on theme. Okay, well, sorry, Marcus. I, everybody can't have on a bustle and a train but and a hat. Could. And a, she and, has and the everything. resources to but, be um, able to. I loved, I loved, I keep forgetting about Cardi B. I thought Cardi B looked so yeah. good. Uh, it who, wasn't on theme, but who, she looked um, great. Who I was very surprised to see was Nicki Minaj, who's obviously having some a wardrobe malfunction. Uh, apparently, they made her cup size too small for her dress. And so her, yeah, over. her chest was like, you know, almost like spilleth, coming out. Spilling and over. so when she did the Vogue interview with Lala at the top of the red carpet, mm -hmm. she just kind of like had her hands over her chest the entire time yeah. until the camera angle switched. And then she kind of, you know, removed it. But yeah, like they made her cup size way too, they made her cup size way too small for the dress. That is unfortunate. I'm also going to say I did not like what she had on. I don't, mm, it wasn't, again, I'm, I, and whatever. It's it was cool because it had, like, I thought her, I didn't no, think her look was bad. No, the were great, but it just, was it on theme? Oh, okay, it wasn't on theme. No. All right, so not on theme. Okay, we, we've spent enough time on Damn, this. <laughs> what do you have? Okay, so I want to first give a quick shout out to my boo Janelle Monet. Who hey. has recently been cast as Josephine Baker um, in a series, uh, Daylight Resistance? Um, so this is going to be, I think, the first time that I've seen a portrayal of Josephine Baker since Lynn Whitfield's 
uh, the Josephine Baker story. Oh, really? Yeah, and this is going to be like the first time that we've seen it. But Janelle Monae, who first off, let's go down the uh, let's go down the resume. Eight time Grammy nominee. Wow, has she not won? <laughs> Damn. Okay. I thought that this that was, was so the, shady. That was. Uh, I thought you were about to say, and she no. won so many. No, no, no. She's no, really no. never Nominate. won. Nope. Wow. Um, but you know what? She does have a SAG award for Hidden Figures. Go ahead, girl. So she I is will a good give actress. her that. Yes, but she is um going to be in a TV series called Daylight Resistance that focuses on the life of Josephine Baker, who was this you know big entertainer. And she was also a freedom fighter. And also, I just caught myself. I don't think Janelle identifies as she, her pronouns. I think she what, identifies what as are the they, pronouns? them. I think she identifies they, them? as they, okay. them. We'll go with that. Let me let me look that up. I'm not sure. Okay, but, but um, so Janelle has now been cast as Josephine Baker, who was, uh, we all know, is a big entertainer, but Josephine was also a, a spy during the time of... Uh, World War II, as uh, as well as the uh, Holocaust. Yeah, she came out as non-binary a little bit ago. Cool, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah. So my apologies, our our apologies. Definitely. Uh, um, <laughs> she says my pronouns are free ass mf'er and they them her sh- her she. So okay. so she was okay. Okay, there we go. Never mind. Sorry. Continue. Okay, but um, so Josephine is going to kind of talk about her kind of uh the series is going to focus on her and her involvement in this kind of the civil rights activist slash spiral i'm excited to see what it's going to be um i don't know much about josephine's work with this like during world war ii me neither yeah but i'm really excited to kind of get a, a a little peer into that uh janelle definitely has the chops for this yeah she's a good uh, actress so she's and going she can sing. so she's going to bring it um I did not, I, I didn't initially think of Janelle Monet for like Josephine Baker, mm-hmm. but it definitely makes sense. It I does. feel like she has the acting chops. She does have the voice and she can move because yep. Josephine was this amazing yeah. dancer. Um, and so we definitely have seen um, Janelle Monet do so many different things. Uh, it's a fist for me. So she's, I, I'm really excited to see what she's going to do with it. Same. It's a fizz. Uh, fizz for me too. Uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, their inductees are here, and the people that are being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame are Duran Duran, Eminem, the Eurythmics, Dolly Parton, and she has said that she will accept because you know she said that she had at first she's like yeah she said the nomination no or whatever. They're like, girl, just take this damn yeah, thing, okay? <laughs> Lionel Richie and Carly Simon. Um, they are all in the performer category. And then in the Musical Excellence Award is Judas Priest and Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Shout out. All being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So I just wanted to give a huge fizz to all of those Huge fizz to artists. them, especially Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis. Yes, they have, absolutely uh, well brought deserved. some amazing work through, you know, through Prince, through Janet. Um, Dolly, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here for this legend. Well. She definitely is. Dolly is a legend. So is Lionel Richie. All of them. That's why they're getting inducted into the so. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, total fizz for me. Fizz for me, too. What else you got? We're full of fizzes this week. Little Dirk has just announced uh, okay, let's see. Uh, <laughs> that he uh, is starting a uh, brand new um, career program through his foundation, Neighborhood Heroes. Uh, what's really cool about this is that he is 
going to take 20 kids from Chicago um, and kind of help them with ex- college exposure and access work. Um, so he's going to take them to uh, visit some HBCU colleges. I'm sure that this is going to be part going to Atlanta, yeah. but also this is going to be exposing them to different careers. That's part of the program as well. Uh, it won't be all work and no play. He's done some things with them already. Uh, took them to a, like a White Sox game. Um, and then he'll be kind of taking a group of young men to New York uh, to meet with like music execs from Sony and uh, Alamo Records. That's- oh, as well as the New York Knicks. So I think this is going to be kind of multifaceted. Um, so for those that may be interested in, you know, careers in entertainment right. and athletics. Right. Uh, which is really cool. I mean, I love, this is really I always cool. love to see this kind of work happening yeah. um, and understanding, you know, what what that exposure can do for for young uh, people. So fizz for me. And a total fizz, giving back to your uh, own community. Absolutely. If you want to learn more about Neighborhood Heroes, you can feel free to follow them on Instagram at Neighborhood Heroes 4. Total fizz. Fizz. Uh, have you seen the House of Dragon trailer? I have not. What oh, is that? Oh, you haven't? No. The uh, spinoff of Game of Thrones, the House of Targaryen? Oh, yes, yes, I did see that. Did you see the trailer, full mm-hmm. trailer? Um, I saw one trailer for them. Uh, was our new one released this week? It was. Uh, yeah, it was released this past week. Oh, no, have I haven't seen, seen that. that one? No, I haven't seen it. You should go. It was released. On, it was actually released on Thursday, on May 5th, oh, on Cinco de Mayo. You should go and watch it. I'm excited. I will be tuned in. I have enough. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be watching it. I have a huge affinity for Game of Thrones, and so I definitely will be making it a point to check the story out. Absolutely. Uh, Total Fist for me. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I I can't fizz it or flat it. Well, you should watch it. I think you'll like it. Okay. Uh, What else? Um, Wanted to give props to our new White House press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, who is going to be replacing Jen Psaki um, on uh, effective May 13th. So soon. Yeah, so very soon. uh, But they announced in a statement Thursday that Ms. Jean-Pierre will be taking over her uh, role and making her the first black and out yes. uh, queer person um, in in this role. Yeah, this is a huge step. This I is think. huge. Yeah. I, you know, I love I love when we are still making milestones in 2022. But this is definitely one that um, is, is super exciting, and just to kind of be able to have someone in that position and with that platform on television uh is is going to be big it's going to be big for a lot of young boys and young girls out there what are your thoughts on this i thought this i think this is amazing i am excited and i can't wait to see how she handles uh the briefing room so yeah and i definitely don't think that this was just like a let's put you know let's put a a chocolate face up there what was she doing before no because she's i mean she's been working she's like served on white house senior communications team okay um and was helped joe biden through his campaign and um was she also served as chief of staff to Kamala Harris? So, so she's, I mean, she's been doing. She's it. been making. Okay. She's been building her way up. Um, Good for her to kind of get this, and so total. Fizz. I love that. Yep. So congratulations to yeah. her and her partner and uh, their daughter. And congrats. Um, that's all I have. All right. Well, that's it for me as well. Uh, what are your final thoughts for the episode? You go first. Uh, beyond theme. When messing with Marcus Steele, that, that stay was gonna be my on thing. theme. If you cannot be on theme, don't even. Is, was there a theme for recording today? 
Let me just say, I, I'm gonna let you have your moment because I I have a, my closing monologue I want to give. But just you know, let's just be on theme. Everyone stay on theme, and we won't have no problems. And so Trent, as Trent so eloquently put, that was what was going to be my closing thought. So I will just say this. There is a lot going on in the world right now. And so when you get a moment to just unplug and have fun, participate, participate, be, be a part, do be creative. I am tired of these non-creative, uninspired, mm. unmotivated people showing up to these events and just not, you know, do what the prompt is asked of you. I think, the Met Gala is such a unique opportunity to go all out and think outside of the box. You know, you want to you want to get your name out there. You want to get your face out there. Then wear a good outfit. Wear a good outfit. I promise you that will be more publicity and buzz than just showing up and walking the red carpet and, you know, being number 20 on the top 10 list. Yeah. So just i don't know i'm i just very disappointed but just i think you know what i think and i'm just going to be very honest y'all i think marcus is coming from and speaking from a very high place he's been on a high because at the uh, uh, black tie event that we went to last week he looked very nice y'all he looked very good outfit was definitely (laughs) a standout and so he is really feeling himself from last weekend because he knows that he went in and he did kill it. Um, which not, I, I give him that he did. He definitely, he definitely killed it. I love the look you did. It was all black with like gold accents. Yes. Um, and it looked really good. It's on my Instagram. Um, and uh, I, I give it a fizz, but you know, since he's had that, since he's had that experience now, he just think that he, you know, you know, everybody needs to be at that level. No, that's not what, number one, thank you. I think you also looked amazing as well. Um, uh, yeah, and someone else did too. <laughs> I looked amazing, and the other guy that had on my outfit, you also looked amazing, Well, girl. he also turned out to be really, really cool. His name is Rod, and yeah, shout out we, to Rod. I, we had a whole like little yeah. kiki moment. I, as soon as I saw it, I went over and I was like, you need to leave. <laughs> you he was need like, to leave. Huh? And I was like, yeah, I was like, you actually need to leave. I was here first. He was like, no, I was here first. <laughs> and so we had, you know, we, you know, it was a nice little cute moment. But um, but no, I, what yeah. I'm saying is, is that I, I, and I've said this to you you before i feel like i've gotten into a place to where am, do i consider myself a fashion expert no yeah, not by any either. means shut I up wouldn't i don't need you a to fashion say expert anything. i wouldn't consider you a huge recycler I, either. yeah you are on one today okay because you are nothing of the keeping sort it real none of the above anyways i have been wanting to put more effort into like getting dressed and like especially for big events and stuff i've always loved fashion i've always loved clothes so much so in high school you know i best dressed i i that's just always been with me and I, this girl. I know right y'all hear her yes I, I i'm saying all of that to say is that i am she enjoying, speaks from experience i do speak from experience but i'm saying all of this is that i enjoy being able to put different outfits and stuff together and i think being able to do something for the Met Gala would be really fun, especially as a guy. And it's like, come on, like this would be so fun. So to what do. would have you, what would your look have been? I don't know quite yet. I definitely would have done something that had a train or a long cape. Absolutely. 
And now, is that on theme? It would have been. Yes. Yes. Because a train for young men back in the uh, 18, in the late 19th century, 1880s. But the theme, you take the theme and you incorporate aspects of modern concepts into it to make it fashion. Okay, well, let's, I can't wait to see, let's sketch it out and we'll put it on the Instagram. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, where can they find us? Let's get out of here. <laughs> you can find us on social media at Cold Pop Show. Uh, that's going to be at Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, uh, and then at Facebook, you can find us Cold Pop Podcast. Mm, I hear, I see somebody got a social class since the last episode. You named all of those very well this week. A social class? Mm-hmm. Okay. A social media class. Oh, okay. There we go. And you also need a reading class. Womp okay. womp. Anyways, where That's can fine. they find you? Um, you can find me on uh Instagram and Twitter at Trenton Rashad. And you can find me on all the socials at Marcus Drew Steele. Stop with the, the e runways. On the <laughs> <laughs> Marcus and Marcus Drew Steele with the E on the end. You're gonna cut <laughs> me off, bitch. <laughs> Y'all, I can't. I are, can't. I are, gotta go. Yeah, we are I getting have to go. out of it's here. It's time. It's it's eleven o'clock. Goodbye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>